Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently here in the northern Philippines in a beachside area called Remos. Unfortunately, in this area, the internet quality isn't very strong, so struggling to get a good Wi-Fi signal. So apologies in advance if there is any internet lags, hiccups, or delays, but this is all part of the digital nomad journey, finding good internet. Uh, so I'm super excited to... to uh, continue our podcast series and on today's episode I have our guest who is Les Patterson and Les is the founder of Red Edge Marketing. Yes, uh, yes uh, we're going to be finding out all about how you can use story to persuade, influence, get more clients for your business. So super excited to talk all about storytelling, marketing and more uh, with our guest today. Les, Les um, how are you doing today my friend? Well, hello, Ricky. It's it's a pleasure to connect with you uh, from here in Utah, across the world to the Philippines. Uh, thank you so much uh, for this honor. You know, over the last uh, thirty years, I have discovered that uh, everybody has a story, and everybody can connect with a story. And when we can find persuasive ways to share story, we can influence. We can influence other people. Uh, starting first of all, we can influence ourselves by the kind of story we tell ourselves, and we can influence those we care about, be it our our family, be it our, our employees or our coworkers, and we can influence our customers by the kind of story that that we tell them. And I have I, I first discovered the power of story as uh, as a as a reporter as as a journalist. I I was a I was a young newly married kid and and uh, working my, my my first career job working as a as a stringer uh, a reporter for uh, for a small newspaper in southern utah and discovered the power if you write a great story you tell a great story you can influence people with it and over the years i've just kept fine tuning that and moving forward, doing it in different practices, different mediums, and uh, eventually we've created what we call the Red Edge Marketing with it. So tell us about the actual name itself, because uh, when you hear the name Red Edge, automatically you want to know the story. What is the story behind Red Edge Marketing? You know, uh, a couple years ago when, when I launched this entrepreneur adventure that's now known as Red Edge Marketing and ironically Red Edge Marketing and mentoring uh, now as it continues to to evolve um, one day as I was looking for name ideas I was I was driving from my home here in northern Utah down into uh, a place called Utah Valley Central Utah to visit my uh, my daughter Leslie who was going to college down there and I'm driving down through the Salt Lake City area, and I see this billboard for RedX.com. It's a type of a programming company of some sort. And I saw, oh, I like that red. And so I started to, to play ideas, and I thought, oh, wow, can I do something with red? And then two or three weeks later, I was, again, repeating the same trip. I was... I was driving down to visit my daughter Leslie at college, and I saw another bill for Edge Homes in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. 
and it just clicked. Okay, red edge, you know. And so as soon as I got to to my my daughter's apartment, I hopped on the internet and said, okay, what's available? And Edge.com wasn't available, but Red Edge Marketing was. And uh, and so I grabbed it, and then I started to create the concept of what the Red Edge meant. And that's where I developed uh, what I now uh, brand and market and, and use as a slogan, Gain the Red Edge. And that concept of Gain the Red Edge really simply means nothing it doesn't mean anything <laughs> and so the cool thing in storytelling I get to define what game the red edge means and for me game the red edge is anything that we do that creates better focus in our life better clarity in our life creates a better story moves ourselves forward we take a step forward and <clears throat> in the marketing world if that means we're creating better focus and clarity for our customers to understand our story because we better understand their story. So that's, that's my story. That's where gain the red edge from. That's where red edge marketing had its uh, creative uh, birth, I guess. And uh, the inspiration that I received and now what I'm working and developing and growing that brand to mean. Thank you for sharing the origin story. I love hearing stories as well. Who doesn't love hearing the story, the, the founder story, the origin story, the name, etymology? Uh, so in terms of uh, storytelling, that's one of your big passions uh, on both a personal and a business level. So how can we as entrepreneurs and as business owners better tell both our personal story and our brand slash business story? Okay, well, you know, Ricky, that's, that's really powerful that, that we think about that um, because particularly as entrepreneurs, the line between our personal story and our brand story, uh, it, it's, it's very ambiguous. I mean, that, that line, I think, is almost non-existent. If we are an entrepreneur, um, <clears throat> part of our personal story has to become part of our brand story because there is interest in <clears throat> why is it that we do what we do? Why are we passionate about what it is that we do? Why do we think we can change the world because we're in business doing whatever it is that we're doing? You know, and <clears throat> people will connect with that if the story is told in a way that they can see that it's, it's interesting to their own story, to their life, uh, that it's beneficial to their story where they're at at the age of life. And so when I look at the Game the Red Edge process, and, and, and I'm trying to an entrepreneur owner understand how their story can work, the very first step is we look at what's the story of the person they want to influence. So let, let's say it's their customer. Where are their customers at? Important to them. And, and we boil it down to, to three points. I, I really focus on the, the power of three. What are the three most important things to their customers? Their three biggest problems or their three greatest dreams 
that they want to achieve. And when we know the story of the customer, then we can start to create our story and tell our story in a way that shows the benefit that we provide and shows why we should be considered. Because there's a, always, there's a million ways to get a solution to, to my problem. Or there's a million ways solution to my dream. So why, Ricky, should I consider yours? Or why should I consider this other company's? And so those, so let me just recap. There's, so there's, there's three steps there we look at. First, the customer story. What's important to them? And what's the three most important problems or dreams that they're, they're focusing on? The second step is, what's our story? What's our brand story? And again, we'll focus on three solutions. What are the three solutions that we provide? And then the third step is, why, why our story? Why should our story be the one to be considered as a viable solution to their problem or to their dream? And again, we'll find the three key reasons that our solution will help their story become better. That's the gain the red edge process. And that's the first three of the of five steps in it. Awesome. Uh, so you've covered the first three. What are the last two? You've already given us the teasers. We've got to, got to finish the connect the dots there and complete the process. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so our customer stories, number one, why our story, our stories, number two, why our story matters is number three. Number four is how do we say our story? And this is everything from slogan development or mission statements, um, storylines, story themes. Um, it's uh, in, in personal introductions and networking. It's our 32nd uh, uh, personal commercial, our elevator speech, our what is it that we're going to do when we get that opportunity to meet the person we've always wanted to meet? How are we going to say our story in a way that will actually earn us the right to talk to them a little bit more? And then the fifth store or the fifth step in the gain the red edge strategy is simply distribution. How do we get our story out there? Um, is it, uh, uh, do we speak on stage, for instance? Is that going to be our primary purpose? Um, are we a networker where we're meeting new people for the first time very frequently? Uh, how, do, how do we learn how to work through a, a room of new people? Are we just going around passing out business cards and becoming really annoying? Or do we have a strategy? Do we have a focus? Um, Maybe we're doing social media marketing or email marketing or podcasting. How do we get our story to resonate using those tools? So five steps. Customer story, our story, why our story matters, how do we story, and how do we distribute our story? How do we share it? That's, again, the red edge strategy. 
I love that process uh, because, uh, you know, um, when people have a story, they struggle with how to communicate it because they're like, should I put on my about page? Should I put on my YouTube video? Should I put on my um, social media? Should I put on my podcast? Yeah. The answer is yes, <laughs> you should put it everywhere. But you got to, I guess, I guess fine tune it. So how would you say you... Um, you you fine tune that story because like social media is very different than your website, than your about page, than your logo, uh, than if you have a podcast or a YouTube channel. Tell us about how you can have the same story but deliver it through those different modalities and platforms. Okay, it's uh, I make it really really simple because I think it has to be really really simple for us to communicate it clearly. And for those we wish to influence to receive it clearly. And again, that's, that's where I'll come back to the, to the power of three. I always boil every step down to three key points. So like when we're thinking about the customer story, what's the key things that are most important to them? Problems, dreams, situations. We boil it all down to three. When we get down to that final step of distribution, um, <clears throat> I always start with what are the three most effective ways that we can convey our story. So if we're going to use social media, uh, Ricky, that's something both you and I are very actively using social media to make connections with people, to build relationships with. Yes. So that's one of our three core tools, social media. So when we do something on social media we want to be thinking about you know the customer we want to be thinking what's important to them so we want to share our information in in a way that will connect in their life and that doesn't mean we're just slamming out there hey you've got a problem and here's the solution and we are the answer because of this this and this reason we want to be creative. We we want to develop a relationship. We we want to we want to kind of we want to date them. We want to to establish a friendship and and likability and familiarity. And because if you know, there's the old adage: we we buy from those who we trust. Well, we don't get to trust somebody until we first get to know them. And well, we don't get to know somebody until we first have a level of familiarity. And so a strategy through social media is to talk about things that our potential customers can, can relate to. We could tell stories, we could, we could share ideas, we could pose situations that they could relate to. And then, <clears throat> when they start to see things and say, oh, this person understands me. This person thinks like I do. Or this person, wow, she is talking about things that I've been wondering about. She's offering ideas. She's got really a clear message. So I should pay more attention to it. I should, I should listen a little more. Well, maybe I should sign up for that free ebook or that or that newsletter or I should interact uh, request a friend request or I should follow them on on Facebook or on Instagram 
it's because we're developing something that is familiar. When it's familiar, they get to know us a little bit. Then they start to trust us a little bit. They start to engage with us. And then that process just keeps repeating at a deeper level. Familiarity, knowledge, engagement, likability, trust, and then another level, then another level, then another level. Then eventually, a few of those people, a percentage of those we interact with, we get to have a deeper conversation and we get to, we get to ask questions and we get to see if, uh, if what they're needing, if we can provide a viable solution for. And then we say, well, if you'd like some help with that, here's something that I could do. So Les, uh, one of the questions I get, I'm sure you get this as well, is with business owners, with entrepreneurs, some like being a little bit hidden. They want to put their business at the forefront and they don't want to be as personally involved in terms of identifying themselves. Uh, but other business owners, they're very much intertwining their personal brand and the business brand. Uh, so what are your thoughts there in terms of uh, business owners? Um, is it good to incorporate your own story always, or are there some cases where the business can speak for itself with the founder more or less, quote unquote, invisible? What are your thoughts there, Les? Well, I think it can happen both ways. I mean, we, we see businesses all around us, you know, that, that speak as a business, not, not as a person. I mean, you know, I think about one of the world's largest corporations, Amazon. Uh, Amazon speaks as a brand. It, it tells this incredible story. FedEx and Walmart and and McDonald's. And they all tell a brand story that's from the business end. And and when you're an institution of that size, uh, yeah, you need to have a brand story that speaks as a business. But that brand still needs to have a personality. It needs to have a familiarity and likability it needs to build trust and needs to build uh, a level of knowledge with it on the entrepreneurial level that can still be done uh, you can create something that is that is totally just a corporate or a business entity you know for, for instance let's let's take what I've developed with red edge marketing and mentoring um, I purposely named that uh, something different from my own name because at some point I, I want to step away from Red Edge Marketing and Mentoring and want it to still have a life. I want it to be able to go on. I, I want to be able to sell what I've created and let someone else continue to to take the concept that, that I originally have developed and move it forward. So, so I have done a little bit of separation in that way because of that reason. However, as entrepreneurs, particularly where I am the, the core solution at this point, it's my ideas, um, I need to incorporate me into the, the brand. Um, and for most entrepreneurs um, that are that are doing anything that has them directly providing a solution. I believe it's really powerful when we become uh, very integrated into the brand. Now that doesn't mean we have to be, our whole personal life has to be into the brand. 
but our 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 face, uh, our our image, our voice, uh, our story needs to be. I, I th- well, it doesn't need to be, but I think it's very powerfully effective when our story becomes also part of the entrepreneurial story. Uh, why we do this? Why we think we can we can help another person? Uh, because people buy from people. Um, the the concept of B to B marketing or B to C business to business business to consumer, I think it's dead. I think it needs to die, and I think it needs to be replaced by P to P people to people. Ricky, you and I we're we're two people across the world and we're interacting. Um, people buy from people. Yeah, Amazon's not a person but it feels like somebody that we trust. It feels like somebody that we know. That's because when they built that brand, they build it with a personality. Well, as entrepreneurs, we are the personality. We are the brand. And so I I think it's really powerful. It doesn't have to be done this way, but it's a very powerful way to build, particularly if we're, we're in that, very initial stages we're a solopreneur we're a small company you know what uh, building building things around who we are uh is really really powerful way of getting that story to connect yeah awesome insights there Les. thank you for sharing that uh sometimes distinction between personal and business branding and storytelling and of course the interplay between the two um so one of the other questions i have for you Les, is in the whole area of storytelling obviously to persuade and to influence you need a certain degree of good copywriting uh so what what do you suggest is there in terms of writing from the angle of being persuasive, influential, and having good copywriting in all of the different uh, storytelling modalities from websites to your social media, about page, et cetera. So how can you get better at copywriting in terms of storytelling? Okay, when it comes to actually writing, uh, that, that technique of actually putting words down on paper in, or in, on digital paper, uh, words are very, very powerful. And uh, I, I think words are still a very effective and powerful way to, to communicate with another person. So if, if we're using social media marketing, we're using email marketing, for instance, uh, words carry strength when they are clear, when they communicate something of value uh, to, um, to another person something that's of interest to them and uh, and is delivered to them in a friendly, communicative, uh, persuasive, compelling way. Uh, so, uh, can, Ricky, is it all right? Can I, can I share one example of something that I've been doing for, for eight or nine years now with the power of the written? Yes, of course. Uh, go right ahead, Les. We love case studies, so go ahead. Awesome. So um, almost nine years ago, uh, I was I was working in um, in the medium of radio, and I and I was a account executive, and I worked with with hundreds of businesses in the northern Utah area to help them 
use radio as a tool to tell their story. Well, I was one of many radio sales reps, and uh, and I wanted to find a way to market myself to make myself be a little more known to my clients and my potential clients. So I I knew the power of email marketing, and I knew that I was a I was a good storyteller, and I thought I could tell stories or share ideas in a way that people would be receptive to receive me. So uh, I created a, a, a blog, a column, uh, a concept I called the Monday Morning Boost. I've always loved Monday mornings. I think Monday set the tone for the entire week. We've had the weekend of rejuvenation, of resetting, of taking a break from our normal routine. And when we start Monday morning with, with strength, with power, with clarity, with focus, the week just becomes better. So I started, uh, again, almost nine years ago, this, this concept of Monday morning boost. It very rarely did I ever talk about business in it. I would just simply share ideas. I'd share thoughts. I would share stories. And by doing that, I've created familiarity with those that receive my messages. Uh, originally, it was just on email marketing. Uh, it's now been evolved to a blog, uh, social media, primarily on Facebook uh, and LinkedIn. And by simply telling a story, sharing a thought every Monday morning, um, I've created nine years of information. I've created nine years of connection. Uh, but most importantly, I am consistent.